0: amen he is more than a story he is the king of glory i like it open your bibles again to proverbs chapter four and our text verse is verse number 18 of the verses that we read and i want to say tonight uh, there are no sermons that are just fillers until important service has come to me every service is important every church service is important every truth is important and any service can be a life-changing service tonight i want to try to be a help to those that may not be uh, at a point or time of celebration or victory in their life but may be facing a difficult time in life and i preach the message tonight entitled the light is to walk in The light is to walk in. Verse number 18 is in the midst of warning, and it says this, But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word tonight. Lord, as I have prepared and... I have spent much time in prayer in this message, Lord. I hurt for, and I hurt with those that are facing a difficult challenge in their life tonight. Lord, there are watch- those that are watching online, and Lord, there are those that uh, they're not in church. As I talked to a lady today, is how difficult it is for her at this time of year because of many difficulties and tragedies in life. I pray for those that may be watching alone, that this message would be an encouragement and a help to them. And I believe it can help all of us. I ask that you bless it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It doesn't take long in reading the Word of God to find that there are two ways of life. We find this in many, many verses through the Word of God. We find that there is the way of life and there is the way of death. Uh, there is the way of light and there is the way of darkness. Uh, we are instructed in every time he talks about the light that we are not to just stand in the light but that we are to walk in the light. Now keep in mind this verse, verse number 18 But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more. Now the light doesn't get brighter as we walk in the will of God. Romans chapter 12 tells us to prove the will of God. And he tells us here as we walk in the will of God that God's will and God's way is fulfilled in our life. I want to read a few verses to you. In just a moment, I want to have you to turn to the book of John. We're going to look at chapter 14 in a few minutes, but listen to the words of Psalm 56, verse number 13. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Notice, the light and walking in the same verse Psalm 89 verse number 15 blessed is the people that know the joyful sound they shall walk O Lord in the light of thy countenance again the light is for walking uh, Isaiah chapter 2 and verse number five: "O house of Jacob come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord John chapter 8 and verse number 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now look at the text passage again where it talks about the path of darkness walking in the darkness. Verse number 14, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Verse 19, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. They don't know what's causing the problems and the difficulties that's causing the heartache that causes them to stumble. They don't know. They're walking in the darkness. I want to say tonight, thank God for the light of Jesus in our life that gives us a purpose, that gives us a plan that lights our path that we can live our life not wondering what's going to happen but knowing that the blessings of God come to those that walk in the light. Now Ephesians chapter 5 verse number 8, for ye were sometimes darkness but now are ye light in the Lord walk as children of light. First John 1 John 1:7 one of my favorite verses. And this is a verse that I always use in helping good godly relationships. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Notice the light is for walking. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 24, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. It's interesting to note the wording of Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. A path is not for observation. A path is for walking to a destination. Now I want to say tonight, in the Christian life, when we come to difficult times in life, we come to times of trials, We come to times of testing. We come to times of heartache or heartbreak or even tragedy. We cannot stop in our circumstance, but we must continue to walk in the light of the Scripture. What does that mean? It means keep obeying God. One of the challenges of life as a pastor is to preach sermons not just for special days or big days, but to make sure that every service and every sermon has a purpose that is going to help us in some way to walk in the light. Now, there are those tonight that they're facing difficulties in life. When we face difficulties, we would like to just sit down and quit. We'd like to just throw in the towel we'd like to just sit down in our discouragement and even feel sorry for ourselves or have others feel sorry for us you'll never find that instruction in the bible you'll find that in the time of difficulty god challenges us to keep walking and obeying and doing what god wants us to do not just when it is easy but through the times of difficulty There, folks, tonight, uh, listening to me, they've had a personal failure in life. And the devil says you might as well quit in the Christian life. You might as well give up. The Bible doesn't say to give up. The Bible doesn't say to quit. The Bible says the just man falleth seven times, and yet he riseth again. The good man, the best of men, All of us have times that we fail and that we fall, but we cannot stay where we are. We must walk in the light. There are those tonight that have been disappointed by a family member. And Christmas will be a tad different because of a family member that has brought disagreement or that has brought a heartache. Some tonight are facing a disappointment in life in general. And your life hasn't turned out the way uh, you planned. Maybe it's a relationship. Uh, maybe it is a job. Uh, maybe it is where you are in your Christian life. Perhaps you've faced a death in your family uh, this year. We've had several funerals of our loved ones, and church members this year. And some will face a Christmas for the first time without a husband or without their wife. Perhaps there's a sickness in body. And there are folks that I've prayed with and talked to this week. They're facing death. Death is close enough for them to look at. Death is close enough for them to talk about. I've talked to folks in recent days that have said, preacher, I want you to, Preach my funeral if you're able uh, to preach my funeral. I think my home going is soon. Now there's not a place in the Bible that says when we face any difficulty in life that we're supposed to just sit down and quit. But in every instruction you'll find the Bible tells us to keep moving forward in obedience and trust and faith in God. You may be where you don't want to be tonight. You don't have a choice. The answer tonight to to what you face in life is to walk in the light. You see, if we'll walk in the light in the times of difficulty, it will take us to the place that we will be blessed again. There are those here tonight that are living in victory. There are those tonight that are living at a time of blessing in their life. And things are going well. And you're excited about life and how life is going. Oh, but if you look back just a few months, you remember there was a valley. And there was a time of difficulty and a time uh, that uh, you felt like giving up in life or giving up in marriage or giving up in your family or your service for God but you didn't you came to church anyway you sang in the choir anyway you worked on your bus route anyway you weren't the happiest person in class but you were obedient you were present in class and you walking through that time of difficulty walking in the light that god had given you has brought you to the place of blessing and rejoicing tonight i want to say to you this evening there's never a time for us to be depressed and discouraged and sit down and give up on God and complain to God and be critical of God, I wanna say, dear friend, the light is for walking. I tell a story tonight, I've told a couple of times, this happened some 20 plus years ago, a young couple came to our church in their 20s. They rode a bus to our church and uh, they they, they were dating, but they, they hesitated about marriage because they both had addictions in their life and both of them uh, had been drinking and and uh they, they just were having a difficult time with that i remember i remember well in the auditorium there on clays mill road i remember when they got saved not only did they get saved i mean their life just changed and they, they quit drinking uh they, they started bringing folks to church And uh, they were faithful in every service. I mean, they would come every service. They got married. Things went well. God gave them a child. And they were faithful. I mean, they always sat in the same place in church. They always worked to bring visitors to church. They were excited and enjoying serving God. Then tragedy came to their life. Their toddler child drowned. It was difficult. It was tough for all of us that knew them that knew the victory they'd had in their life, that knew of of what they had overcome, and now they faced a tragedy in their life. I remember driving to their house, it was about a 20 plus minute drive, and I was just begging God, Lord, give give me a verse, give me a truth, give me something that I can use I can imagine how they must feel to have been given a child and now this toddler child has drowned. And Lord, please help me. I don't know what to say. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I remember praying that all the way to their house. As I got to the driveway, the Holy Spirit uh, guided my mind to 1 John chapter 4. I want you to turn your Bibles there. I read it just a little bit ago. Uh, 1 John uh, chapter 4 and verse number 7. I'm sorry, 1 John 1, 7. I said 4. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. And I remember when I talked to them, they came out on the front porch, and I said, I just just came to pray with you. I, I don't understand, I can't explain why. And my heart is broken for you. But I have a verse I want to share with you. And I took my New Testament. And we read that. And I said, you all need each other. And you need God. So it's important that you walk in the light. And I gave them this illustration. Let's suppose the sun. And we're standing now in their front yard. I said, let's suppose the sun. It was a morning sun. Let's suppose the sun is Christ. You and I facing difficulty and tragedy, we're gonna walk toward the sun, as the Bible says, walk in the light, we have fellowship one with another. I said, now here's what the devil says. The devil says God doesn't love you, and God's against you, and he tells you to run from God. Let me show you what happens when you turn your back on God. And in the front yard, I said, look, when you turn your back on the light, Notice now what we're walking in. We're walking in our own darkness. Because our life is a shadow, our life casts darkness. You and I don't know what to do. The last thing we want to do is walk away from the light and walk in the darkness. And the Bible says those that walk in the darkness, they know not what they stumble at and the devil wants to destroy your life. He wants, and you don't understand this, and you may never understand it till you get to heaven, but the last thing you want to do, and I say to us tonight, if you face the difficulty and the devil has tempted your flesh to turn your back on God, I say that's not what the Bible says. Don't walk away from the light, walk in the light walk in the light, and that's how we make it through the tragedies and the difficulties of our life. How do I make it through a tough Christmas? How do I make it through a difficult time in a broken relationship? How do I make it in a time when our finances are are bad? How do I make it through a difficult time where we face sickness? I'll tell you what we do. We face God and we walk in the light and we keep trusting Him and we declare to ourselves and to others, I'll trust God. I'll have faith in God. I've decided to walk in the light. Job came to a most difficult time in his life as he lost all he had. Job's wife, I'm not sure if she was angry at God or if she wanted Job to end the misery that he was facing and, and death would have been a welcomed visitor to Job and all the tragedy that he faced when she said hey, just curse God and die why don't you just die Job that would be better than living like you are Ah, oh, but Job said the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job wasn't blessing God out of excitement. Job wasn't blessing God out of his emotion. He was blessing God by decision to say, God gave everything I had and he took it away, but it belongs to him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible said in all this, Job sinned not with his lips. You know what he decided to do? He decided to walk in the light. Take your Bibles and go to John chapter 14. You've been there 10 minutes waiting for me. John chapter 14. In fact, you gave up. Now you've lost it and you've got to find it again. John 14. Verse number 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in God in me now in this passage of scripture jesus was telling his disciples that he was returning back to the father he was telling them that they would have to walk alone in fact in one verse he said uh, here in verse number 33 of John 16 he said these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He's saying to the disciples, I'm going back to the Father. You're going to walk alone, you're gonna face tribulation, but I don't want you to walk in discouragement. I don't want you to walk in depression. I don't want you to walk saying, what are we going to do? I want you to be of good cheer. The Old Testament equivalent statement to that is be of good courage. Here he says, be of good cheer. You know what he's saying? You walk in the light. You know what those disciples did? They kept serving God. In fact, their greatest commitment in life was after Christ returned to heaven. And many of them died a martyr's death. Many rejoiced that they could die such a death for the glory of God, understanding the greatest way to die would be to give my life for the one who gave his life for me. What I'm saying tonight don't quit in the difficulty. Because that would only make life worse. Press on in the difficult time. The light is for walking. I love this funny poem. You remember the poem about the two frogs that fell in the can of cream? I'll tell you. I like the poem. Two frogs fell into a can of cream, or so I've heard it told. The sides of the can were shiny and steep. The cream was deep and cold. Oh, what's the use, said frog number one. Tis fate, no helps around. Goodbye, my friend, goodbye, sad world. And weeping still, he drowned. Ah, but frog number two, he was of sterner stuff. He dog paddled in surprise. The while he wiped his creamy face and dried his creamy eyes. I'll swim a while at least. He said, or so it has been said, it wouldn't really help the world if one more frog was dead. An hour or two he kicked and swam. Not once he stopped to mutter, but he kicked and swam and he swam and he kicked, and then he hopped out by way of butter. Take your Bibles, go to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Look at verse number 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season. He didn't say for in this season. He didn't say today. He didn't say tomorrow. He didn't say this week. In fact, he didn't use the word day. He didn't use the word week. He didn't use the word month. He used the word season. For in due season, for in due season, we shall reap what? If we faint not. Now I want to say tonight, the light is for walking. It's not for staying where we are. It is for moving forward. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Kings. This was in my Bible reading this past week. I love the story. This will help us. It's an illustration of what I'm preaching tonight, the lights for walking. Do what you know to do. Do what you know is right to do. Stay faithful to church. Stay faithful to God. Stay faithful to your place of service. Stay faithful to the place not only of service, but of preparation, of practice, of everything. Stay in your place. Do what you're supposed to do in the time of difficulty, and that will deliver you to the time of blessing again. 2 Kings chapter 7, look at verse number 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city... Then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life." And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and drink, and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called upon the porter of the city. And the rest of the story says, not only did they find blessing. You know how they found it? Deciding they weren't going to sit there and die. Now you may not can do what you once did, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to quit. One of the things I hear said across the country, folks will say to me, well, the bus ministry, it's dying, isn't it? And I I, I always say this, you know, there are folks in our town die every night, every day. There's somebody in the obituary all the time. But just because somebody died in town doesn't mean I'm gonna turn myself into the funeral home until it's my time to die. And there may be some bus ministries that are dying. I got news for you. Some are being born. And some new routes are being started. And some new churches are being planted. You can look at the obituary column if you want to. I'm gonna look at the new birth section and I'm going to enjoy the life that God has given. And by the way, You may be discouraged by hearing me preach and say and talk about judgment and talk about the last days. Dear friend, there's no greater day to serve the Lord than the last days. There's no better time for us to be busy. There's no better time for us to have the joy of the Lord than the days of the coming of the Lord. When he comes, I want him to find me busy and serving and without excuse, moving forward in serving God. I say tonight, the light is made for walking, keep moving forward. One more passage, Second Peter chapter three. 2 Peter chapter three, take your Bibles here. Peter was a man that knew failure. In fact, Jesus told him, he said, when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. That's exactly what Peter did. Uh, Peter fell, but Peter didn't quit. I love the, the love of the Lord Jesus for Peter. When he rose from the grave, he said, go tell the disciples and Peter, make sure Peter finds out that I've risen from the grave. Peter was the one chosen uh, to preach the message at Pentecost. Now Peter writes to us in Second Peter chapter 3. And the key of this chapter is verse number 11, and uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. Sometimes books hide themselves right in the middle of sermons. And I've lost the passage of scripture. Here's what he says. I know what he said. I read it again and again. Here's what he said. It's obvious I just can't see it right now. Here's what he said. He said, in the times of difficulty, in the times of the last days, in the times of challenge, you know what you ought to do? You ought to grow in grace. You 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 may say, Preacher, what if you what do you do if you just have six months to live? Peter said, just keep growing in grace. Just keep trusting in God. Just keep learning. There is no time. Here's what I I know you're all looking for it to help me in my sermon right now. You're holding me up. It's time to finish the sermon. You're looking for the passage of scripture. You can find it at home. And here's what he said. Keep growing. You know what you can do? You can keep growing or die. I don't know about you, but dying is not too attractive to me. But growing and serving. What a wonderful thing it would be to be able to serve Jesus until our final day. So preacher, what do we do? Well, Paul told Timothy and... 2 Timothy chapter 3, he said, now quit looking for that and look at me. Look at me. I'm finishing, all right? You're going to miss a great close to a sorry sermon. Uh, don't, don't, don't miss it. Now, 2 Peter chapter 3, Paul tells Timothy, this know, one, this know also that in the last time, perilous times shall come. And he gives a long list of things that may discourage you. You know what he tells? Uh, you know what he tells I don't even know who I'm preaching about. You know what he tells Timothy? You know what he tells Timothy? Here's what he says. Don't go hide and wait. Continue. Keep going. Keep serving. It doesn't matter if the... I don't know what it's like to get put in the ball game with 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter if I play or not. Have you, you ever played on a team that you got put in 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter? You're either 40 points ahead or you're 40 points behind. I always decided in some way I'm going to make a record. I'm I'm going to make a mark on So I either fouled somebody or I tried to score a basket. I want to tell you something. my My life may not matter a whole lot in the whole course of things, but I'm going to do my best. Either foul the devil, kick him in the shins, or to score a point until Jesus comes. Stand with me as I give you these things. Every Christian ought to get up in the morning. And the first thing you ought to do is you ought to praise God for who He is. Second of all, you ought to thank God for what He's done in your life. Third of all, you ought to yield your life to Him to do whatever God wants you to do tomorrow. Don't let hope of the future or lack of hope for the future rob you of life that you have today. And then you read this book. And you get you some instruction or correction or reproof or whatever we need for that day. You read it. Then you get on your knees and you pray and spend time with God. And you make the day count for God. Just a minute, when you get in your cars to leave, you're going to turn your lights on or they're going to come on. Nobody will be able to see their house from here. You won't be able to see your house. You have to drive in the 60, 80, 100 feet that you can see in. You have to keep doing that until you see your house. I want to keep serving Jesus until I see heaven. Just keep going. Just keep serving until he comes. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us. Dear God, please help us not to quit. And I pray for those that are bearing burdens. Lord, give us the grace and the love and the care to open our eyes and see others that may be hurting that we can be an encouragement to and that we can be of help to. And Lord, as we help to bear their burdens, it will strengthen us to bear our own. Help us to keep on keeping on until you come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. He's going to sing the invitation song. There's need for you, see, all try and invite you to come right now. As he says. some now who cannot see very far into the distance and some as you look ahead it feels and seems discouraging or depressing.